You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you for you have already heard us. Yes, he has already heard your prayers. Hallelujah. I said he has already heard your prayer. Ah, he has already heard us. Amen, amen, amen. You know, praise God. Listen, the people didn't cry out for hunger when they were following Jesus. Three days they hadn't eaten. They didn't say we are hungry. Who initiated the provision? Did they ask for food? Hallelujah. If you continue... He will take note. Huh? See, sister, so this is December 1. And she's been following. They open your file. You say, do this for her. Do this for her. They say, but she didn't ask for this. Say, haven't you heard that I do exceedingly abundant above all they could ask or imagine? Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Lord, by your spirit, give us understanding tonight. Let us make progress in our relationship with you, even in this time we will spend. Let there be a blessing, not just upon us, but to make us a blessing. Let your kingdom prosper. Let your church prosper. Let our world be blessed because of this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I want to ask a question, okay? And you just help me. What should a believer do when he finds himself in a desperate or difficult situation, what should be the believer's or what is the believer's option or should be his reaction? A desperate or difficult situation. To pray. To cry out to God, yes. To pray, yes. Any other person? To praise. Very good. Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise God. Amen. Okay. That was my meditation, you know, difficult, desperate situation. And when I tried to pen it down, the first thing the Holy Spirit told me is that the true Christian is never in a desperate situation. Hallelujah. (laughs) The true believer, he says, for as many as are led of the Spirit, these are what? The sons of God. The Spirit can never be trapped. He's omniscient. Desperation is you are found in a place where there is hopelessness. There is no way out. Am I right? You're locked in. The true believer. Okay? But that being the case, we just leave that aside. You see, the Bible says God is faithful. Who would not allow you to be tempted what? Beyond what you can bear. What does he do? He says every temptation, what? He, that's the lot of the true believer. So, the faithful believer, there is no situation you find yourself in. That heaven is shaking. And because heaven is not shaking over you, you shouldn't shake over it. Praise the Lord, somebody. However, there are circumstances that, you know, come up and then the believer, unquote, is shaking. And I want us to see from different aspects. You know, oftentimes I've preached from there and um, I've preached messages that um, capture uh, blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus is in um, Mark chapter 10 from verse 46. If you notice from 46, it says, then they came to Jericho 
And as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving, okay? Yes. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he had heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. He continued crying until Jesus stood still, right? And commanded him to be called. And then when they called the blind man, they said to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Okay? Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for it? Blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. Praise God. Now, you know, sometimes we bring our prayers from that angle. And what it does is that it ignites a lot of passion in us. Because we say we cry out like blind Bartimaeus. We cry out like blind Bartimaeus. We cry out like blind Bartimaeus. Now, the thing you must learn tonight, okay, is that you're not in the position of blind Bartimaeus. Did somebody hear me? Go back to 46, please. They came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, what's happening here? With his disciples and what? A great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus was not even in the multitude. He was sitting by the roadside. You are not a multitude. You are not even part of the multitude. Where are you? Your disciple. Imagine if one of the disciples walking with Jesus started crying, Jesus, son of David. It ignites passion in prayer. If I raise that and say, begin to cry now, you begin to cry. But what I would have done was dislocated you. Taking you from where your position is to an outsider. That's not where you are. There's another popular one in the Bible. And that one also, you know, because the Lord was showing something to me. It's, I mean, there's a strong room and I know everyone here is serious to hear what God is saying. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. It talks about the woman with the issue of blood. In this account, it says, When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude, I've seen that again, gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now, praise God, let's stop here. This woman also is an example of faith, demonstration of faith in Jesus. But you're not in the position of that woman also. Do you know why that woman had to take the option? She was in a desperate situation. She wasn't a believer, but she heard about Jesus and set out. Remember, Jairus approached Jesus, okay, and spoke to him and said, my daughter is what? Lying almost dead. Come and heal him. The position this woman was in, she can't be allowed to come to the front of Jesus. 
So the only way for her was the way she took. She crawled through the multitude. Some translation, she went through the press and appropriated that since it would be illegal for me to have a conversation with him, I will just make contact with his garment. And if I make that contact, I will receive my healing. That was the best and highest demonstration of faith for that woman. But you're not that woman. That's not your position. Now, if you read accounts of evangelical crusades, many times when they hold those crusades, beggars that are begging because people are passing receive healing. The people that are sitting in front, sometimes, oftentimes, don't get anything. People that are even just coming, what is happening here, what is happening here, bam, something happens, they start shouting. Are you with me? Now, what is happening? Faith for an unbeliever that is hearing about Christ for the first time will be demonstrated different from you that he has been breaking bread with. If you that is breaking bread with is trying to cry from outside, it will be unbelief. And that's what we tell people all the time. Because that feels better for the flesh. So if we gather tonight now and we start saying, cry out like blind Bartimaeus, cry out, you will cry, then you'll feel good. But what you would have done, imagine you get home and Cassia starts crying out. Daddy! Raj! Pastor! See, you're laughing. Is somebody getting it? You are seated here as his son. We learned on Sunday that God looked at you and looked at Jesus and did not spare Jesus for your sake. So he says, how shall he not with Jesus freely give you all things? If you don't enter into a rest in whatever you're asking God for, you're walking in unbelief. What many of us are acquainted with is the unbeliever's approach to God. The place of first contact It feels better for the flesh. That's what a lot of people are doing. So you get to a place and the man is saying, yeah, 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 you're shouting, you're connecting. No relationship. God is now your father. Praise the Lord. You are now a son. You have received the spirit of sonship by which we cry out what? Abba, father. It's not from outside. Nobody stands at the gate and says, daddy, daddy. The person at the gate is shouting, oga, oga. The closer to the person, your daddy, you come. The name changes. So what is the demonstration of faith for you and I? I will show you from scripture. Holy Spirit will help us. Amen. Zechariah. In Luke chapter 1. Come with me to Luke chapter 1. Let's see Zechariah. You know, is it Ron Cadoli that said the devil has deceived us for too long? We are going to tear his kingdom down. He has deceived us for too long. Zechariah 1 verse 5. I'll read quickly. It says there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abide. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. This looks like a desperate situation, Abby. Time is passing. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of priesthood, his Lord fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right hand of the altar of incense. 
And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But this is what the angel said. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. For what? Let me hear that part. For your prayer what? Your prayer what? Your prayer is what? Where was it heard? While he was serving. Now, let me ask you a question. Pastor Simon, come. Um, Pastor Siwa, come. Okay. I want to ask you which of these two people now, believe me. Both of you have desperate needs that you want me now to meet for you. Okay? But I sent you on an assignment. But you have desperate needs. Maybe I said, okay, um, go and do this for me in Guagualada. From Guagualada, go to Lagos, do this, and then come back. Then I send you, go to um, Jaws. From Jaws, you go to this place and come back. But you both have separate, uh, desperate situations, okay? And then I go. One of you starts going. The other one starts going on the assignment. One of you. Both of you decide to go. But you have desperate needs, right? So what should you do with your desperate need? Now, do you know what we teach people? When God sends you, you should hold his trousers and don't go. Disobey him and hold him. I sent him to Joss. Eh? But he's not going to Joss. He's holding me here. Say, you, you must answer me today. Today, today, you must answer me. What's he demonstrating? Unbelief. The man that truly believes, Mark eleven twenty two, didn't say have faith in your problem. He said have faith in God. The man that truly believes in him will go on the assignment he sent him. Zachariah and his wife, Elizabeth, were desperate. Time was running out. He did not make the receiving of fruit of the womb his whole worship. He was still serving according to his Lord. His prayer was current. He didn't stop praying, but he did not stop serving. That's why they say your prayer is heard. It wasn't your prayer was heard. Is somebody hearing me? You see, the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image according to our... Think what you would do, man. You have people in your house. You have two helps in the house. They both need school fees. They are going to start exams next week. And you send them an assignment. Say, wash clothes, iron. You come back. One hasn't washed, hasn't ironed. He said, they say I must pay. One has washed, ironed, swept the floor, cleaned everywhere. Would that one need to remind you that they say school fees? Why are we doing the way we are doing? Unbelief. But they tell you it's faith. Shout! Yeah, 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 yeah. Today, today. If our God were wicked, if our God were deaf, that might be a, a situation. But we serve a good God. We serve a loving God. Who has bewitched us? Who has bewitched us? I'll show you another example. In fact, this one, this one so captures it. Come with me to the book of Esther. Praise God. Esther chapter 4, from verse 1. The Bible says, um, sorry, 13, go down to 13, please. Esther 4.13, there was a situation, and this, this is desperate. Praise God. This is desperate because it's a whole nation that was at stake. So Mordecai told them to send a response to Esther. Esther, you don't understand how serious this is. Don't think any Jew will escape this situation. Okay? So Esther responded and I said, okay, go on, please, help me. Just 
Follow with what I'm saying. 14. Go to 15. Esther responded, yes. Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. So I will go to the king, which is against the law. If I perish, I perish. Praise God. Now, if we didn't know the rest of the story, what do you think would happen on the third day of the fast? What should Esther's normal reaction be? Remember, she told Mordecai that the king had not sent for her. And the rule is that if the king sees you in his court without invitation, if he doesn't raise the scepter, it's a death sentence. But there's a desperate situation. Let me say desperate. There's a need. Something urgent has to be done. Esther fasted for three days and did not tie gele over her head. Your gele is fine, no? But she didn't cover her head like Eshu to go and say the king. She went and repeated what she did the first time the king saw her. What was she thinking about? The pleasure of the king. She was in a desperate situation. But her thought was what to delight this man. So she dressed and perfumed everything that would delight the man. She was in a desperate situation. The life of a nation was hanging on her. And then she went into the king. The king raised his scepter. And Esther smiled. He said, what is it? What is it? Up to half of my kingdom I'll give you. The queen said, no. It's not just looking at me. You will chop my food. He said, if you delight in me. She has a desperate. Somebody hearing me. The situation is getting more desperate. Said, if the king delights in me. Please come to the banquet I'll prepare for you. What will be happening in the heart of the king? You meet somebody, say, what do you want me to do for you? He say, first, leave that thing first. I want to polish your shoe. I want to buy you lunch. He said, listen, God made us in his image. What will you be thinking? The king wanted to give her half at the first instance, no food. She gave king banquet one night. That's half has increased to 75%. And still didn't make the request that night. She said, if I please the king, Still, she has a desperate situation. Is a believer listening to me? I'm talking to believers tonight. Is a born again Christian listening to me? Let nobody deceive you. All that thing is for the person who is not your father. If God is your father, this is what you're thinking. She said to the king, tomorrow, let's repeat it. She hasn't voiced her. Nothing in her countenance. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless his name. She was still in a desperate situation. She sent the next day, prepared banquet again, was smiling. The king was eating. She was rubbing the king's back. <laughs> I said, king, you know, something is happening in this kingdom. In fact, if it didn't affect your delight, it wouldn't be a problem. But it's just that it's going to affect you a bit. Are you getting it now? When you go to pray to God, what is his interest in what you're telling him about? Blind Bartimaeus cried out to God. You don't cry out to God. You cry to your father. The woman with issue of blood had had issues with physicians who chopped her money and deceived her and couldn't heal her. But you have track record of Jesus healing you. You have track record of him meeting your needs. He has shown himself faithful. You're not that one now. There's a place for them. If we have a crusade, I'll tell them about blind Bartimaeus. 
But I will not gather my brothers and sisters who their names are written in the book of life, who are full of the Holy Spirit, and start telling them, shout. No. You enter into a peace. Are you with me? The woman calmed down and began to tell the king, if not that is this uh, <laughs> him man here. Uh-uh. By the time him man heard that, the king himself got up. Do you understand what I'm saying? No garagara. Do you understand? She just, I, I don't know the wisdom that the Holy Spirit gave her. By the time the, the king did not pronounce a sentence upon Haman, he just looked and said, ah, will you assault the queen even in my presence? He said the people there just covered the man's head. So she didn't even finish the request. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I want you to understand faith for you. Faith for you is not faith for him. At the level where I am, there are a lot of things that somebody here might do. It would be faith. For me, it would be unbelief. Because God expects me to know better. God has shown me better. God has shown me his faithfulness more than I should now tell him, Lord, you know, if this thing doesn't happen. No, you don't do that. Let's rise on our faith. Tonight, I want you to go to your father. Hallelujah. I want you to go to the one who loves you. I want you to understand now that you're not coming from outside the gate. <laughs> you are in the palace. The most precious possession to King Ahasuerus in that palace is Esther. You are the Esther of God. You are the beloved of the Lord. Every burden that is a burden to you, if you rightly understand it, you should know it's the king's burden as well. Pastor, you don't have a private burden. He said, Jesus said, Father, glorify me with the glory I have. The glory of God is tied to your glory. So why do you pray like an unbeliever? Do you understand? My testimony, who is going to take it? My father, who is dead? They say, bomb me well. No, any good thing that is seen in me is attributed to my heavenly father. Do you understand? If I'm in debt now, if I pay all my debts and dash the people extra money, they will say, this your God is too much. How did he do? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The scripture says, no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Your trouble is of no private interpretation. As long as you're in the kingdom. I get what I'm talking about. So I need you to talk to your father tonight. Tell him, Lord, I trust in you. Tell him, Lord, I will focus on you. Tell him, Lord, I am not an unbeliever. I'm a daughter. I'm a son in this kingdom. I'm your child, oh Lord. I will keep serving. I will keep myself occupied with what you told me to do. You are not wicked. Let us not be like that wicked servant who said, I know my master. He repaid. You are serving him. Will he abandon you? I know my master. He repaid where he did not sow. Therefore, I went and he did. That is not my God. My God is good. Queen Esther knew something about Ahasuerus. If I delight this man, he would delight me. Lord, I come tonight to say I roll, I cast my cares and burdens. What did our Lord Jesus Christ say? He says, are you thirsty? Come to me, Andre. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, come, 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 don't shout. He said, come, trust in me, lean on me, wait on me, just serve me. Oh, Lord, help us, your church. 
that our faith will be immovable, that our faith will be unshakable. Am I saying you won't pray? You will pray, but the position you pray from is a position of a son, the position of a daughter, the position of a commissioned steward in the house. The prosperity you need is not for my enemies. It is that I may serve the Lord. My sister, pray that you will be so blessed that you'll be a blessing in this season. The, you, Lord, help me, for I am taking note of people are looking at me they call me pastor in my neighborhood anoint me with the anointing in my family they call me lord let this healing manifest are you sick in the body there's a healing for his glory there's a quickening that is necessary for the service of the lord lord tonight i raise my faith as a son as a daughter he says for we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize my jesus is sympathizing with me he's sympathizing with you he knows those weaknesses and he says my strength is made perfect in your weaknesses he says my grace is sufficient daughter of zion do not allow the enemy to privatize that situation. You are a daughter of the king. Your husband's matter is his matter. Your children's matter is his matter. The thing on the job is his concern. Because you're called by his name. He said, I will glorify them with my glory. You are called by his name. Understand your position in the house tonight. As you raise your faith to him and say, Lord, I will rightly position myself. Because true faith for the believer is right positioning. That's why the Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. The true faith for the believer is right positioning. What does he want me to do? Where does he want me to stay? Where does he want me to wait for him? What did he ask me to do? I keep doing it. I keep trusting him. I keep boasting. The psalmist said, I will make your boast in the great congregation. I keep telling them I know whom I believe and I'm fully persuaded that that which I've committed into his hands, he's able to perform it. That is what the Christian does. It doesn't matter. There'll be situations where you can't explain it. There'll be situations where they'll say, Haha, where is that your God that you boasted? Tell them, wait. Tell them, wait, wait. It won't be long. Tell them, wait, it won't be long. I know whom I believe. Tell yourself, wait. Tell the devil, get thee behind me. Tell yourself, wait. He has shown himself time and time again that he is faithful, too faithful to fail. That is what believers do. <laughs> that is what believers do. There is no suspicion in us. There is no doubt in us. There is no evil heart of unbelief. We trust in him. We wait on him. We say to our neighbors, we say to our situations, watch what my God will do. Watch how he will bring this out in style. Watch him turn around situations. The psalmist said, by the blast of your nostrils, ha, you parted the Red Sea. By your voice, you caused the cedars to split. Lord, you are mighty. When God arises, and he's going to arise for the children of God, he's going to arise for his saints. The saints, the glorious ones, in whom is his delight. God sits in heaven and he's not enjoying angels he's looking at your life he's looking 
looking at your life. He's looking at your life to find pleasure. We are creations for his pleasure. He's looking at you to find pleasure. He was enjoying Job so much. He said to Satan, have you looked at Job? Lord, tonight may my life give you pleasure. It doesn't matter the desperation that seems to be around me. Lord, I'll give you pleasure. The words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, my answers, my responses, everything about me. That's the faith of the believer. The faith of the genuine believer is giving God pleasure. Giving God pleasure in every situation. You're so mindful. You're so conscious. You know he's watching you. Ah, Lord, help us. (laughs) Maybe this will help somebody. I attended a mixed school. Okay. So. Those days, when we get to revs, all of us, we eat together, male and female. You know, at that age, teenage age, you know what it is. Now, at the time where you're not interested in any girl, eh? you can struggle for fish, struggle for bread, struggle for meat, anything. Eh? Because you want to satisfy your hunger. When there's somebody there that you're interested in, fish will be passing you like this that you want. <laughs> because your desire has graduated from fish and meat, to impress somebody. You say no. That's how you be saying no. Now what I'm saying is this. God. Because of, of your position. You want to delight God. Esther. Had the pressure of the whole nation on her. But she didn't show it in her face. She didn't show it in her appearance. It didn't show in her voice. Everything that was coming out from her. Was just to delight the king. But at the end of the day. She got more than she could ask for. That's what happens when you're in this place. Ah, I love you, Lord. Quiet, help me. Let's just worship him. Oh, your mercy never fails me. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.